Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Aglow Muskegon Podcast. This is episode six, and here we are in our fireside side chat, and we have a couple of wonderful ladies with us who have agreed to share their stories. We have Coretta Pimpleton, and we have Amy Milner, and of course, our Aglow Muskegon president, Vanessa Davis, and I'm Lisa Enders, and we're just mm -hmm. going to have a chat. That's all. How's everybody doing? Oh, blessed. Good. Blessed. I'm wonderful. I'm retired. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Did you get up before noon today? I, I did today. <laughs> you just recently retired? Yes, two months ago. Wow. She couldn't talk about anything else, really. Oh. <laughs> That's it. I, I want to click my heels if I knew how. I would click my heels every day. And we just got finished with a really fun thing. We had coffee with a glow on Saturday at the coffee factory. Yeah. How was that? It was really nice. Mm -hmm. I'm glad. It was glad. fun. I think we had, well, between 20 and 30 people there. It's a good turnout. Nice. You got to go? Mm-hmm. Nice. And there wasn't a really big agenda. We no. just wanted to hang out with the ladies and um, talk to them about what a glow is doing and how they can be a part of it and um, yeah. we talked a little bit about membership and local membership i was glad to hear that yes we, there's a global partnership within a glow international but we want people to start saying i'm in a glow not i go to that a right. glow thing so exactly. that's what i wanted to do and we're we're here live on facebook and um just to let you know, as we start this discussion, you can type in the comments of our live video your questions, and we'll try and answer them right while we're here uh, having a discussion. You know, the reason that we asked Amy and Coretta here tonight is to talk about a not very happy circumstance in their life. I, Somebody said, all of, your, all of your podcasts have been uh, very heavy topics, but you know, there's a lot of hurting people out true. there. And if you can hear how women of God have continued to exist and thrive and do ministry through these trials, then maybe we can help someone else. So that's what we want to do. Amen. Hey, we just also wanted to let you know that... Uh, Tonight's podcast is sponsored by Lakeshore Employee Benefits. Uh, we're grateful to our sponsors, and uh, Lakeshore Employee Benefits is proud to support the work of Aglomas Keegan. Thank you. Amen. <laughs> also, oh. the part, something that the two of you have been a part of through the years, uh, Women of the Bibles oh, coming up. Oh, it's three yes. weeks from tonight is yes. our first oh night of Women <laughs> yes. of the Bible. Mm -hmm. We have been coming up fast. Yes, we've been working di diligently. Uh, mm -hmm. Our technical director's wife, Laura, is in charge of coordinating Women of the Bible, and we've been working on the study guide. And we think that you're going to love the studies this year as we we watch the presentations, the dramatic portrayal of of six different women of the Bible, and well, a five man. women and a man, or <laughs> four women, a couple, and a man. We're we're just branching yeah. out this year. Well, let's got everybody more. covered. Yeah, you, you want to run three down? women, a teen, and a man. Right. Let's talk about yeah. who those characters are. Does, yeah. Well, we have Esther. Yes. Yeah. Well, Shiro. Mm -hmm. Shiro. <laughs> yes. For such a time as this. Amen. Uh, but first, let's talk about what our theme is this year, because I think yes. it's a powerful theme. Yes, it is. It's take 
courage. And we know in this day and age, there's so much fear going on in, in, in the world. And the Lord says, in, I mean, throughout the Bible, if you look up the, the phrase, take courage, you will see it in the Bible. So It's in there, like just tens and tens and tens of times, telling us that we are not to fear. And that's what we want to portray during the Women of the Bible is that. What's the second this, part of that, though? It's take courage. Oh, take courage. He's in the waiting. That's the part that really spoke to me. He's yes. in the waiting. And He's then the, in the scripture waiting. that says to um, wait on the Lord and be of good courage, and he will strengthen thine heart. Mm -hmm. He has a, made a promise to us, and we can stand on that. So we are admonishing everybody to come and, and hear what has to be, what's going to be presented. These will be dramatic presentations that are going to just bless your heart and we believe that there'll be an impartation from the Lord not just by a human touch but we're expecting the Lord to come in a mighty way and minister to some of us who are dealing with fears or are dealing with issues and circumstances in our lives and we just don't know what to do but we're going to just say come the Lord's going to show you how to be brave through it because mm -hmm. we know through all the things we go through there is victory in the end Yes. So if you want to know where and when to come, go to our website. That's uh, mm -hmm. aglomaskegan.org. And you can go to the uh, Women of the Bible page, and it'll give you specifics, give you a little teaser and a description of each mm -hmm. of these women. Well, hopefully later tonight, <laughs> we'll have those loaded up. The little teaser and description. It'll give you a, a Bible reading assignment so that if Get week started. one we're going to do Mary, the mother of Jesus, yeah. well, Let's read Luke chapter, oh, Laura, I know blah, you're blah, watching, blah. help me out. What was that, by the, by the way, Julie Ray Gilbert says, hi, Amy. Shara's <laughs> watching, Laura's watching. Thanks for signing on. Remember, you can um, ask us your questions. Hey, if you also have young kids and you think, I'd like to go to uh, oh, yeah. Women of the Bible, Right. Guess what? There's something for the kids, too. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. From zero to two, there's a nursery, but also from potty from trained on up to... Three to fifth grade. Okay, ages yep. three to fifth three grade? Eight. Yep, to the fifth grade. We have kids aglow, aglow kids. I was confused. We got glow for your kids, so come. Something special just for them. It's <laughs> for not now. just child care. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's lessons and crafts and snacks mm -hmm. designed just for them so that yes. they can learn about characters from the Bible too. So Excellent. Yeah. Oh, I want you to know that week two of the Women of the Bible is a podcast That's night. Right. So we're going to live stream Noah and his wife oh, as the podcast wow. that fun. night. So that's going to be kind of fun. Did we tell our presenters? <laughs> We don't, oh, they, know <laughs> they know now. They know now. Yeah. <laughs> That's awful. Uh oh. Maybe they have to sign a waiver. <laughs> so. Yeah. So let's get to our subject matter tonight. Let's do it. And let's have a chat. Hood. Yeah. Mm. Something I never want to go through. Never nobody want. does. I don't ever want to. It's see a that club day. nobody wants to be a part of. Mm. Hi, mm. Tina. <laughs> so I've never checked the widow box. Have you done that yet? You know when you fill out things? Uh, oh, no. I have not either. No. Oh, I never even thought of no. that. Yeah. 
I'm, I'm I put single. status. I put single. Oh, you I do, single? I do oh, put I, single. I still put married. Because the truth of the matter is I am. I get, I get it. I'm getting there. Yeah. I'm getting there. Well, I can I ask a question? Mm -hmm. How long have you been widowed, each one of you? Five years, two months, and what's the date? The 19th? Yeah. 18 days. Wow. Oh. Wow. Yeah. And uh, Jeff passed in February of 2016. So I remember that years. date well. Yes, ma'am, you yeah. do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We share that day in common for sure. Yep. Wow. So. And you know what's amazing is that day, um, a woman that we serve with in the GEO ministry had a granddaughter born. And so, mm -hmm. and, and her and Jeff were very close friends, and, and we know her, Jamesha Gilbert. And yeah. she, she felt so bad because she couldn't be a part, you know, couldn't mm -hmm. come in. And I just said, you know what, that's how that would thrill him. <laughs> and so doesn't that, and so I always think about that little girl. And know, a lot of times life. that happens, too, when somebody yeah. transitions, there's a birth close, mm -hmm. and it's kind of like they're passing mm -hmm. each yeah. other, yeah. kind of. Mm -hmm. And it gives a positive, a little bit of a positive spin to something that's not so happy. Absolutely. Now, both of your husbands were in the ministry, and you were both involved with them mm -hmm. in ministry. Yes. I, I don't know if that's significant to the feeling of widowhood, but I just think that it's, it's interesting that they both had that in common. I remember seeing your husband every year at a missions convention <laughs> at our church yeah. talking about Forgotten Man Ministries. Yeah. Yeah. He would get up and, and talk about sure. what was going on. Yes. Yes, and actually it was because of Pastor Jerry Pimpleton, he was his mentor and his teacher wow. um, who brought him into ministry, absolutely. Um, he would not have been in ministry if not for Pastor Jerry's amazing patience. I was married to the man, so I know he had patience. Um, and, and, I was, and it was hard for him when Pastor Jerry passed away um, because they were still in that. I mean, you don't stop mentoring, not, not if you know you have a good one. And so um, I struggled, but, you know, God is so faithful and brought other men into Jeff's life right then at that time to come alongside and certainly not be a replacement because we know there is no replacing Pastor Jerry Pimpleton, but um, so to certainly come alongside him to be um, that support he needed. So, What church was your husband the pastor of? Um... Help. Shekinah. Shekinah. Christian it's like I had a brain burp. <laughs> yes, Shekinah Christian Ministries. Was he involved in Crosswinds before that? Mm -hmm. yes. Okay, I thought that I agreed. Yeah, that they were too. That's where we met. Yes. Okay. Jeff was part of Crosswinds from the beginning, if I'm not mistaken. When, what do you mean? When Crosswinds started, Jeff was a part, and oh, after the very first game, he was already that. there. Yeah. We actually lived, you know, just across the street from. That old grocery store that oh, turned oh, yeah. Crosswinds. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, North Muskegon. Mm -hmm. Many moons ago. <laughs> and both of these passings were unexpected. They were sudden. Is that correct? Um, I don't know that mine, that his could be s sudden. Um, there were a lot of health issues that were there, and he was in the hospital for a procedure. Um, and everything looked good, but somewhere along the line he got septic, and they kept chasing around trying to figure out where it was, and while they were chasing around, so was the infection. So, but as far as the actual um, surgery, it was a success. So, yeah. 
So it wasn't expected. We, oh, he had already scoped out um, golf clubs he was going to get because he was going to be able to play golf <laughs> after all of this other stuff was done. So, yeah, we didn't go into it, like, even considering that that was going to be the outcome. Right. So from that aspect, I guess, yes. Mm -hmm. But from the other side, um, we had been kind of in that situation before, close like that because of other other events So on, on the journey. So, yeah. And kind of answer that both ways. And then Jeff was very unexpected. It was, I woke up, you know, we went to bed Sunday night fine, and he was on the floor on Monday morning when I woke up. So that was, um, and like Pastor Jerry, he had health issues, um, but nothing that was, you know, that would have had us worried. Mm -mm. No, he was actually scheduled for a, a hernia surgery that he had been putting off. So somebody said a, a husband who has to go to the doctor, Needs to go, yeah, um, putting off point. these health concerns <laughs> because they're men, um, mm -hmm. and so he finally had given in, and we were that was happening on Tuesday, and so yeah, very unexpected. Thanks for letting us know that you're watching. Some ladies are chiming in and saying that they're here on online with us. So uh, remember, you can ask your questions of these ladies. I know that at least one of these ladies. I'm not going to say names has experienced what you've experienced too. We have others that have lost spouses Amen. that are, are watching. Yes. Um, so I guess let's just talk about how you managed. Mm -hmm. how, how did you cope? How, how did God see you through? I mean, you said something the other day, Amy, about I'm going on with my life, but I, I go home. What did you say? And I'm the still house alone. Is, yeah, the house is still empty, for sure. Yeah. So I find myself staying busy. Um, not that I wasn't busy before by any stretch, um, but there's something about being busy with someone. or Because we were in ministries together, so we did a lot together. So now I drive everywhere alone. I, you know, I sign in alone, and I do it alone and, and when with jail ministry you do separate the men and the women so we didn't always minister together um, but we were there together um, and so but the ride home is is long and disappointing at times um, because when you have a victory and you want to share it or you've had a really hard day and you want to talk about it yeah. um, and not that God hasn't put amazing wonderful people in my life but there's something about sharing that with that person that you your soul loves um, that's gone mm -hmm. and I know the one thing for me um, going through it after Miss Coretta because um, I was there when Pastor Jerry passed away um, and that same year my father passed away earlier and he walked with my mother through that process as we had just moved them to West Michigan and so she was new and um, to become a widow and then to think back when they had become widows and I wish I had known and understood better what they needed. And, you know, I know they don't hold that against me or anybody because you can't possibly know. Um, but there is a, um, thank you. There is a, there's something um, that until you've gone through it, you can't possibly know. And so um, my mom and I had that conversation because, you know, I know, and you know people mean well. And I know everybody loves us and says what's in their heart, what they think is helpful. 
But um, to me, and I don't know if this is true for Ms. Coretta, so I'll just speak for myself, talking about him is never, is never a sad thing for me. When somebody else mentions their name, that's good. That's a, a good thing. I think people are afraid they're going to make you cry. A lot of times they don't want to, they want to talk about everything else other than. Yes, yes. Because um, it's kind of taboo to them because they don't know what to say. But right. one of the, the, the big mistakes, I think, that people who haven't been through it, because you can't know unless you have had those shoes on and they are very uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. You can't know. But sometimes people feel like they have to say something profound or something really, really deep. Not so. Wow. Walk by, squeeze my hand, give me a hug, tell me you're praying for me. But for, for the love of God, do not avoid me. Mm -hmm. And I, had, I, I dealt with some of that. Oh. I dealt with some of that. On our very first podcast, yes. we talked about mm -hmm. Vanessa's story of yeah. loss as well. Is that similar? Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. I would love to talk about it. It seems when I talk about my loss, people kind of freeze up. And so mm -hmm. I'm mm -hmm. nervous about mm -hmm. speaking about her yes. because I don't want to make you or <laughs> the other person uncomfortable. Right. But yes. I'm so happy you're saying that so everybody can hear. They, it, their memory is what we cherish, and we yes. love we love to talk about them, to think yes. about them, to to say, you know, Jerry would have loved this. This was, yes. you know, there's nothing wrong with that. So no. I'm so happy you're saying that a lot because that's something I didn't say, but it's mm -hmm. truthful. Amen. It helps. And we know that you're both women of God, and I'm mm -hmm. sure that you relied on Him and your faith to get you through. You even relayed how a supernatural visitation yes. happened for you. Someone, I needed it. Someone wants to know, and not to be trite, are there specific parts of scripture or Bible verses that you clung to that, that you can share with us? Um, for, you know, what's funny for me is I, you know, growing up in church, you know, we, we have our life verse, we have our verse, our scripture, and for me it's always been, you know, whatever is good, whatever is noble, whatever is lovely, whatever is, yes, whatever, you know, if there be any good thing, think on this, and I have to say, those first few weeks and months, um, God and I had some down and out conversations, and I wasn't finding lovely or good or any of those things. I went over them one by one. So, as he is so faithful, even in our sorrow, to lead us and to teach us, um, just a few scriptures later, we read that we learn to be in want, and we learn to be have much, and we learn to be content in whatever state we find ourselves. And so for that moment, I had to realize that this is where I am at this moment, and God was calling me to be content for that time. And I can say now, not that there's anything good or lovely or, you know, that I find it now, but that I'm finding those things in life again. So that was Philippians 4, 8, and then read further, I right? think it's 4, 11 okay. is the further, <laughs> yes. And, and I, and I, I want to get to your scriptures, too. Mm -hmm. But that reminded me, the way you said that, is that you went some time through some stages like we have all heard that the stages of grief are, mm -hmm. and some of them are not all pleasant. There's there's denial, there's mm -hmm. anger, and those things that everybody goes right. through. Is that what this particular book that you were going to show us? Yes, talks yes. About? Um, this was given to my mom. Um, I have a younger brother that passed away 35 years ago, and she went through that by um, God's grace as well. 
And so a counselor there at Children's Hospital in Detroit shared this with her. And it's just, um, it's called to heal again towards serenity and the resolution of grief. It's not religious in any way, shape, or form. Um, it's not it's not, not religious, but it's, it's just very simple with beautiful artwork. And each page um, just has, and the one I stayed on the longest was this page that has one sentence, and it just says, there is no right way to grieve. There is just your way. Um, because you do. You, you, you compare yourself to others. You compare yourself to um, how you think, first of all, to how you think others are doing. And we put on a face when we go out the door, don't we? Because mm-hmm. um, we're alone in the house. So we put on that face. Um, and I'm, I'm telling you, to agonize over a Facebook post, have I talked about them too much this week? Have I put too many pictures? Have I, you know, people are going to think I'm stuck. People are going to think I'm over, you know, then I, then I don't post for a while. Oh, my gosh, people think I forgot about them. People think I'm, and your mind go, you know, does this um, constant, you know, this is early on. Uh, where how much, how much, how much is too much, or how much is not enough. And so this this is just, um, and I, so I keep it out. I kept putting it away, thinking that it was keeping me there, but I realized that I, I wanted, I needed the words to remind me to, to heal, heal again. again. Yeah. And, and amazingly, because it says, there, it talks about, um, weep what you must weep, not only for this loss, but for all other losses you have sustained in this life. We don't just have one loss yeah. in our life. We lose yeah. things over and over and over. And so every, t- and I know that for myself, when Jeff passed away, it brought up that pain of Pastor Jerry, of my dad, of those recent losses that we had been through. It's like it's all raw again. And I don't know what that's about, but I, <clears throat> I certainly felt that. But for you, though, those losses were pretty close together. They were, and they were personal. And that's different yeah, that's from true. just a one loss. So right. it's like bam, bam, bam. It's it true. Is- um, your dad. Right, my dad in February. Passed my in husband June. in June, and then Jeff, Jeff was in uh, 2016. And prior to that, you had another relative. Yes, you, yes, was I, it your great-grand-uncle well, or yeah, I had a, I had grand-aunt? A, a, a grandfather passed, and then my, my aunt who passed just 24 hours before my dad. So as we're calling to tell people about my dad's passing, they were telling us about the aunt's passing, and we had family po- in the middle of February in 2014. Can anybody say amen? Um, <laughs> if there was people that came, we were just in awe because they were from Detroit to Muskegon in the worst ice storm that you know there could be, coming to to be at these services. Um, and so, but right, it was just one after the other. After there was no re recovering before the next one kept, you know. And I also want to say, too, sometimes, and I'm just, I'm just who I am. I just yes, speak. Yes, you are. I love Preach. <laughs> sometimes, most people, I think, do mean well, and they're trying to say the right thing. Yes. But I got to tell you, some people, there are some people who say stupid stuff. And, I've read that, too. Um, yes, and, <laughs> and I, I'm not, not a rude person, but they're saying something that's so inappropriate and so you don't know what you're talking about, and in my head I'm screaming, please stop talking to me. Well, please be quiet. Yeah. Please go away. Um, because what you're saying is not helping, and it's showing that you really don't know what you're talking about. Like somebody who says, I would, I would dare not say to somebody who lost a child, I know what you're feeling. I know Ooh. what you're going through. You don't do know. not. Mm-hmm. 
So I would just caution people not to say, you know what I'm going through, because at the end of the day, if you still have a husband, you go home, you're not by yourself. That's your right. silence is not screaming in your house like it is at my house. Right. When I'd go in the house, the, the silence was deafening. And the That's first thing I would do is turn on the TV to hear voices. Mm-hmm. Or somebody may call me on a Saturday, say 10 or 11 o'clock, and go, oh, I woke you up. Nope, just hadn't had an occasion to use my voice. Yeah, I hadn't talked to you. Nope, didn't, didn't, I didn't yeah. just wake up. So, now, yeah. Do you think that some of that might be the cause of this awkwardness that mm-hmm. you've got when people... What do you mean? You've said that, you know, you felt people were awkward around you and didn't mm-hmm. want to talk. Maybe that's because... We have absolutely no idea what to say, and right. we don't want to say something stupid. Then just grab so. my hand, <laughs> yeah. or just give me there. a hug, or say, "I'm praying for you." I, I've had people yeah. say, "I have no idea what yes. that's like. Amen. I cannot imagine that's not it. having my spouse, mm-hmm. but I'm praying." That's yes. absolutely that's fine because that's true. Because yes. that's true. Yes. That's I true. Agree. But I that I know what you're going through. Yeah. Stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Someone said to me, um, "Oh, it's been a couple years." What does that mean? Meaning what? Like, yeah, like you should <laughs> get be over done yourself. Now. Right, right. But you know um, what? Can, can yeah, I throw? You know please. what? I I had to repent because um, it was in the early, the late 1990s. My pastor lost his wife, and our church was devastated. Sure. So that's another thing too. When it's a pastor that yes. passes away, oh. the fa- the immediate family is suffering, and then the, the church is suffering. Yes. It's 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 really that's something that that was an experience but I remember maybe two or three years after he passed he was still weeping and he was still crying and I in my ignorance said to myself thank you Jesus I did not say it to a person (laughs) he needs to stop all that crying Mm. Wasn't that terrible? But you didn't <laughs> but you say know, it out loud. So. I did not right, say it out right, loud. He, right. he probably, if he's looking right now, he really <laughs> I didn't say that to anybody, but I thought, why is he still crying? Because, because I had no idea what that's like. It's a hurt like none other. Yeah. Your life is turned upside down in an, in, in, the, in an instant of a missed heartbeat. My God. Your life is altered yeah. forever. Yes. Forever. Yes. So, yeah. And so the minute you open your eyes, that's the first thing. That reality is there, right? Mm-hmm. You miss those early days of, um, before you remember, you have those few minutes when you first wake up that you don't remember yet, right? And then you remember, every day you remember a little quicker, you know, oh. like in that fog of, and you know, you're thinking about your day or whatever, and then no, no. My journey has been a little bit different um, because I have been at that place before, even before my husband. I was in, I was in, I was, we called it pre-engaged, and I'm going to date myself in a minute. (laughs) Pre-engaged, I think they call it a promise ring or something now. Mm -hmm. And he went into the military. That was back when they had the draft. Mm -hmm. And no matter what you were doing, they would pull you out of school, and he was in school. I was a senior in high school. And fast forward. got the news that he had perished, but then I got mail from him after I got the news. Mm. And I'm 16 years old. Oh my goodness. So trying to deal with grief that young, Mm. and my mother, I have to say, was the only person who allowed me the freedom to grieve. Everybody else was in my face. What's the matter with you? If they saw moisture. So I lied, I'm like, hay fever. And they would leave me alone. 
they would leave me alone. So trying to navigate that at that age. And then I went to college. My first year was very hard because I didn't know how to grieve. I didn't know how to get over. I didn't know how to focus and deal with that. And in my second semester, I became friends with somebody totally plutonic. We would go to the movies or eat dinner or whatever. And I remember this, this vision of going, we were crossing the street to go to the bus stop. And he was holding my hand as we crossed the street because it was extremely busy. And at the bus stop was the first guy, the one who was killed in the military. And when I saw him, I dropped, his hand, dropped the other guy's hand and went to him. He said, no, 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 it's time for you to go. <coughs> Don't know, go. You saw him? It was a, it was a, a like, it, I wasn't asleep. Mm. The only mm -hmm. thing I can call it is a vision. Mm. And that is when I knew I had to start letting go. I had to start letting go. And then, even though I was letting go, then I had another dream vision where, you know how you've seen the pictures of God with his hands like that? Mm -hmm. Well, the, in the vision, God was doing that. And his name was Al. He was doing that, trying to go to him. And then when I looked down, his mother was hanging on one leg and I was hanging on the other. Oh. And the Lord was showing me that we were holding him mm -hmm. in limbo mm -hmm. and we had to start letting go. So my journey has been a little bit different. I came close to those, um, not with a husband, but close to dealing with that kind of loss prior to. And then even with my husband, there were times when the uh, death angel was right there and God said, not yet. <laughs> there was a time he went cold blue and the death angel said, not yet. So it's not like it was, yours was like cut like that. Mm -hmm. Mine wasn't. We had dealt with that possibility mm -hmm. so many times. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, yeah. So my journey is a little different because of my, my journey prior journey. to. Right. Prior yeah. to. Yes. And God did a quick work in me. He did a very quick work in me. I had to leave here, though. I had to leave. I left for six weeks. I had to go. Um, and while I was away, God dealt with me about some things. But I came back with my mind made up. I can't be stuck. I can't be stuck. If I did not have purpose, then God would have taken me. So I got to focus on, okay, what now, God? Like, who am I? We have all these titles, mm -hmm. mom, grandma, Sunday school teacher, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And I came to realize those are titles. That's who, who, who is Coretta? That was a big struggle for me, figuring oh, wow. out what now? Yes. What am I supposed to do? Where am I supposed to go? So that was huge for me. Now I'm no, yes. more, no longer Al's wife, right? Isn't his wife named Al? Jerry. Jerry. I'm yeah. sorry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Jerry's I call him wife. Jerry. Yep. <laughs> yep, 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 absolutely. Because a lot of us, I mean, we wrap our lives around our family, absolutely. around our husband. Yes. And so mm -hmm. when he's taken out of the picture, you're probably left de detached. You don't know. And then when there's ministry involved, it's also the ministry. Yes. Yep. It's also the, the ministry. ministry. And I, one of the things I had to do, I had to make my home my home. I did not sleep. We went on a trip just before he went to the hospital, which was the day after Mother's Day. So that was the last night I slept in the bed. I didn't sleep in that bed until December because when I tried, I lay down in a bed that was our bed mm -hmm. and I could not lay down in a bed that was our bed and it wasn't anymore. So I slept on the couch all that time. I did, mm -hmm. but I had to get new bedding. I got some, some rugs and moved what I could move to make it my space. It had to be my space. Does that make sense? That what makes I'm saying? perfect sense. Yes. So yeah. I couldn't get stuck. I had a cousin whose husband passed like 15 years ago. She still has all his clothes, all his shoes, and all of that other stuff. I'm like, God, you don't want that for me. I can't do that. I won't do that. So he did. I was open to having him do a quick work in me. So. Amen. You know, 
we're talking about this and we can't think of any greater loss, perhaps the loss a of a child is, is, is horrifying as well. Like but God knows that. Right. And as a matter of fact, I found it interesting in preparing for today how often God addresses the needs of the widow. Yeah. And being a defender mm -hmm. of the yes. widow in scripture. Yes. Um, you know, yes. can, you, can you tell me anything about scripture that has um, been a, a life changer for you? I can tell you not so much scripture, but my, my church, um, Cedar Creek Alliance Chapel, has been amazing. I, um, I struggled with, because our ministry, when Pastor Jerry died, um, Jeff hadn't, he had just scratched the surface with getting into ministry. Um, he had been licensed and then just been ordained a few months before he passed. <clears throat> he wasn't ready. I mean, that was never his journey to be a pastor, and that was never, but... We tried to keep the ministry going. A lot of that, just our heart was to keep mm -hmm. Pastor Jerry's dream, and which became Jeff's dream, you know, to go. And um, when that finally, when Coretta came home, that was part of um, making that decision that that had to, you know, we had to, to let that dream go. Um, and so to find another church was the worst, the worst. And, um, but God is so faithful to put people in your path. And so... This little country church out in Twin Lake, um, a wonderful pastor who invited us. And we had, Jeff and I had just started going there um, in the fall. And, you know, when you're grieving, you have thousands of decisions to make when somebody dies every day. Alone. Yeah, you don't even want to decide what, you don't eat because you don't want to decide what to eat. And I'm not kidding, because you are so over making decisions about everything by yourself. And so um, I had no intention of trying to find a church in that time. And I'm telling you what, this oh, church, this pastor, and all the people, they came alongside me. And to this day, I mean, they reach out, they take care, not just of me, of every widow in that ministry. Um, just things like if we have events to go on, a widow's mm -hmm. cost is covered. Um, she never has to worry about whether or not you know, she can afford to go. Um, and, and that doesn't seem like a lot, but when oh, you yes, really want is. to go... But they're following scripture. Yes, yes ma'am. True yes, religion. Yes, they, yes. Are, yes, they are walking it out every day. And so that I know I have appreciated because I never... I've been in church all my life, um, and I've been to a lot of churches. And, of course, I don't know. I've never walked the widow's journey, but I know that um, all churches don't get it that right. And so um, a lot of churches could take a good and a, lesson. And that's the other thing that we haven't discussed is how your financial status can change. Ugh. If you're a stay-at-home wife and, and your husband's the chief uh, breadwinner, yes. breadwinner, how yes. your life can completely change. You may have to go get a job and you never worked outside of the home. Right. Or, right. And there's, I know there's, there's some issues with some wives that don't really know about the family business. That husband already always took care right. of it. So then you don't know where policies are. You don't know what the policies are. You don't know what the mortgage is. All those things. So I guess it is kind of smart to sit down with your husband, Vanessa, yes, and talk about these things and get yes. you know get things in order. And and in my defense, my husband has already got our plots and we've done all that kind of stuff and everything. But still, you really do need to kind of walk know. it out, yeah, put it down yeah. on paper yeah. because. Like you said, you can't really think about no. those no. decisions you'll have to make at that right. point in time, and they have to be made. They have to be made, and there are some things that I did I wish I hadn't, um, but I can't belabor that because it's done, 
Um, but boy, when they talk about, and I say they, whoever they is, um, about not making any major decisions that first yeah. year, that's smart. That's yeah. very smart. Except when you have to. Right, the things you have to. I mean, when you have a choice in the matter, right? Yeah. So um, many things to deal with. <clears throat> yeah. Right. Um, and even though you have, and here's the thing. People are going to say, but I offered help, but I offered help. And they do. And, and this is another way um, my pastor is awesome because he says, don't offer them help. Show up at their house with a rake during the fall. Because <laughs> yeah. show up with dinner. Work it out, not talk it out. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. You, I didn't know what I needed. So what do I say? I'm good, I got it. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for your offer. And I was thankful. And I, did not, I wouldn't have known what to tell them I needed because I didn't know. So I certainly can't share with you That's my needs. That's such need. a good point. Yes. So just show up with yeah. what you know they're yes. gonna need. Absolutely. Am I gonna turn away five guys at my door with a rake and <laughs> leaves up to my knees? Absolutely not. Come on. Yes. A man yeah. mowed my lawn this morning. A neighbor man uh, mowed my lawn this morning. Lord it bless him. Looking pretty. Yeah. <laughs> it was looking pretty. Oh. <laughs> I want you to know that there's a lot of people showing you guys love awesome. on this. You'll have to read the comments later. <laughs> but I just I just see here that your mom is watching. Jeff is, is yes. saying that your mom oh. is watching. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh-huh. Well, our time is about finished here. Um, Ooh, yeah. We know that there are many who are walking through this, and just know that you're not alone. Yes. And as Amy has mentioned, every, there's no right or wrong way to mm-hmm. grieve. There's only you, uh, although there are stages that everybody goes through. And just know that God is near to the brokenhearted. And a glow wants to be there for you too, so I think right now I just I just feel led. I don't, I don't want to say their names out loud, but I know all of us know other people Amen. in the same situation. Yes. I, I'm I can yeah. think of uh, more than one hand mm-hmm. right now, and um, let's just pray together, shall we? Lord, we thank you. We thank you for your faithfulness to the widow, that you, you have seen their plight, and everything that concerns them is important to you. Right now, we just ask for your comfort and peace to those who are experiencing the same thing that Amy and Coretta have talked about this evening, whether it's a fresh pain or whether it's two years down the road and you feel like you ought to be stopping your crying, God knows. God knows. God knows. And Lord, we thank you that you are near to the brokenhearted. And we pray now that you visit each widow that's under the sound of my voice that might hear this podcast. Just every widow, God. We know that you love them, you care for them. Let them know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you're right there with them, that you're walking through it with them. Let them see that that walk, that valley is not so dark because you are the light. And we thank you for that, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Well, we thank you for your words of comfort throughout the word. And one of the ones that would bring me such comfort and still does is in Zephaniah, the part where he says that he is mighty to save and that Mm -hmm. he rejoices over me with singing. 
Know that he has not forgotten you in the midst of all of the pain, the rawness, the loneliness, all of that. There's no shortcut, but God, you are with us through every step of the way. And we know, God, that in your word you said you've never seen the righteous forsaken or your seed begging bread. So we thank you for provision Hallelujah. for those who find themselves in that situation. We also ask, God, that you will send sensitive people to be women friends to them, if it is a woman, because it is such a lonely, lonely, lonely walk. It is hard to be single in a couple's world. Yes. So, Lord, we ask that you will provide, that you will strengthen, that you will guide, and that you will comfort as only you can. There are times when we feel like we just want to sit in your lap, Lord, and let you wrap your arms around us and comfort the little girl in us. So, Lord, we say, have your way in the name of Jesus. Yes. Well, we're so humbled by the precious gift of coming straight to you with our prayers and our needs and our hopes and our desires and even those things that break our heart. So, Lord, I ask for peace for the woman who has a broken heart even right now. I ask for comfort for her and for her family, for those who are just newly, newly going through such a tragic time. And Lord, we know that um, you can send who they need right to them. We thank you for all that you do and for our time together. We ask this in all things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, we hope to see you all joining us at Central Assembly of God Monday nights starting September 9th. We are going to have Mary, Noah and his wife, Sarah, Naaman's servant girl, Esther, and Peter. That's our Women of the Bible series, and we hope to see you there. Uh, remember the theme is take courage because he's in the waiting. Amen. So uh, I think we've learned a little bit about that tonight, that um, our life is lived in the moments of hurting and pain as well as in the moments of triumph. And we hope that you can all join. The next two podcasts are going to have a live audience, one with Women of the Bible. And then also the week after Women of the Bible concludes, we are going to be taping our podcast in front of a live audience where our special guest will be someone who has survived sexual abuse. So um, it's a very sensitive topic, but uh, a very powerful one too. So we want you to join us. Please, please check out our website for more information and our Facebook page. Aglow Muskegon loves all of you, and we'll see you next time.